Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about what I learned from draft to digital my mistakes so you don't make them. <laughs> and trust me when I say that I'm going to encourage you all day long, but I'm also going to be honest and real when I tell you that I also have my moments of frustration and worry and stress and let me think of every synonym that I can um, but I have to pray through it and I have to step away and say God you know let it work this time and then when it doesn't I'll say God let it work this time and I even had one of my prayer warriors um, pray with me for you know that to be the submission when we would figure it out that it would work and of course it didn't and then I felt better about the next time around I mean you can cover your mistakes in prayer <laughs> and it can really help you to be able to face correction so I love draft to digital for a lot of reasons the first reason is that you can upload as many times as you need to in order to get it right there's no penalty you're not getting like this email back that has the joker pop up and he starts laughing at you in 3d so you know with saying that you know you're able to not be as pressured whereas when i'm going over to a platform like ingram spark and i'm gonna have to pay every time i do an upload i need to get this thing right i need to get my manuscript in the best possible shape that I can prior to Ingram Spark and going to draft a digital first is a great experience for me. One, this is the first time that I've ever tried to format my own book. And when I say format, I mean take the special care to try to include embellishments and different fonts and all kinds of different you know images and all kinds of things to make my book like unique and a part of that series brand to start it off as something special well when I went to transfer it over to digital to draft a digital it was not in the same format style because I did a 9 by 6 and when it went over to theirs it shifted a lot of things um, and it uses a standard font and I didn't know all of these things okay 
Um, I do now. So I've got some good news and bad news about all that. Um, I'm going to make a separate podcast about it. But um, once I, you know, worked to ensure that I thought that the manuscript looked you know, perfect, as perfect, well, it doesn't look perfect, but as good as it could be, um, to upload it and publish it, I went ahead and published the work. Well, I woke up yesterday to a letter that said, your manuscript has been rejected from draft the digital um, distribution because of the following errors. And at first I was thinking, oh no, this is huge. What have I done? You know, I've used um, an, an original artwork piece, but I did get special permission and I gave credit, even a special thanks page. Um, and so I'm like, all of this, you know, I'm looking at um, what is it that I, you know, did. And my, I was reading the email with emotion, and that's something that I'm going to warn you against. Because if you do like what I did, you might not necessarily quite get the email. It may befuddle your comprehension. So here were the remarks that I received back from draft to digital um, Number one, I used bold text in descriptors. Number two, I um, had line problems with my, um, for example, when I was using the image, the cross image for an embellishment to do my chapter breaks, I wasn't consistent with that. And I went ahead and just removed all of those images. Then, and just did three clean uh, inners to show that it was a chapter break. Then I did um, have a problem with my metadata. And I'm like, what is metadata? Which is hilarious because I'm a YouTuber, right? I have a YouTube channel. And every single time that I go to edit my video, it says metadata page on the top in really big letters. And it just never dawned on me that when I looked at that word again in the email, so I had to actually look that up. Ha ha. Yeah, I know. Go ahead and joke me. That metadata page, that is where you're typing in your first initial book information, the title, the author, the publisher, the descriptions and all of that. So it says that something didn't match. So I had to problem solve each one of these issues out. I first started with what I read as bold descriptors, and in my mind, I took that as anything bold, like bold headings or anything in my book. So I selected all, unbolded everything, and fixed the line breaks and submitted the work back. Well, then I received an email that said my metadata was wrong, but at least I got the other checks approved that the line breaks and, and that one was gone but I still got the bold and I'm like did I lose did I lose my mind did I not click everything so I went page by page through the manuscript and I found bold letters again where there was Cherokee language and so when I used the Native American language I bolded it um, to look like the electronics it, it, to separate the, ex, the electronic screen from the verbal piece so the reader would know 
what it was and uh, just give it a different feel. I mean, they would know what it was, but I just wanted to have like this different look. So I went through and I fixed that. Then I uploaded it again and I still got bold descriptors. And I was like, what is that? I'll tell you about the metadata page. Draft to Digital is awesome. And they give these little help buttons, these little circles with a question mark over each one of the boxes. It would have been nice if I would have actually utilized what they provided to give us as a guide. Because when you click on it, it clearly states that where you put your title, you do not put your subtitle. So if you look on my cover sheet, on my title sheet and my cover, I have the Hartwell Chronicles really big. And then in smaller font, I have Teenage Exorcist, which separates that as a subtitle. Well, that lends me to believe that I need to take the Teenage Exorcist off because maybe that's where my metadata was not matching. I also did not put my name on the first page when inside the book, I only had Hartwell Chronicles Teenage Exorcist and then the publishing company, Monarch, and I didn't have the name there. Um, and so then I had to go back in and add my name. The reason why I didn't put my name is that I'd watched a YouTube video where another self-published author, they were not going through draft to digital they were going through another platform. They were putting their books up on um, through Kindle and through Amazon. And they had the page in the front without their name. They said that's where they sign at book signings. So I thought that that was cool, so I left it, but it didn't pick it up when I'm trying to put it in as the ebook. So um, I went back in and typed in my name. Well, then when I resubmitted that, well, then there, check, green, I'm good, but I'm still getting this word. And so when I saw it by itself, it said bold in the description. And I'm like, description? What description? What is, what is it talking about? I don't understand. So I Googled it instead of contacting customer support first because I wanted to see if I could find the answer. And sure enough, it's where like, for example, in Amazon where, or at Barnes and Noble where you pull up your book and here's your page and it shows your book cover, your information, the, the book description, what's on the back of the book? I'm like, duh. Oh my gosh, what do you mean it's bold? I didn't bold it. So I go into the draft to digital first page, the editing page that you input all of your data. And sure enough, there's a bold, there's an italics. I'm like, what in the world? How did it get bold? I copied it from Google Drive and I pasted it. And I had the problem. And so I will say, I will say that, um, hold on, I'm, I'm driving this morning and there is a lot of heavy traffic. Um, but I will say that that little thing just worried me. And so I unbolted everything and then I hit submit again. And I was like, you know, every, every hour I was receiving the rejection letter. And one thing we have to know about being an author 
is that we have to have a thick skin and we also need prayer and we also need support and so it was really nice yesterday to have a friend that has went through the draft to digital platform because I wanted to know you know is this a common occurrence Do people like normally do this and she was like oh yeah even with a professional editor um, it seemed like we did it like a hundred times <laughs> and I'm sure she exaggerated that but I will tell you um, the third time was the charm and when I received the tax information error the customer support actually reached out to me and told me exactly what I needed to do and guys if they wouldn't have I would not have known I mean it was just some obscure thing I told my husband about it and he was like wow he was like that is something I would have never thought and I'm like I know and so I am so thankful for the support from the customer support team so I do want to wait a day to contact them because I want to see the process I want to see what's happening with my dashboard because when I was sending up the first submission Amazon was blocked and Amazon was blocked because it said I was using bold description and line break problems and now it has that it's blocked on my main screen well I want to unblock that and I'm wondering my question is do I have to now go in and you know resubmit because if I have to do that I, I want to go ahead and do that now um, even though I can't do pre-orders with Amazon through De drafted digital I can do pre-orders from the other affiliate site not affiliate, the other distribution sites um, and so I'm okay with that I'm going to be doing um, a pre-order on my ebook and on my print copy book where people can choose either one to do the pre-order but so I don't want to like release it all out at once I mean individually I'm like I'm sneaking things on my post and just in case somebody finds me right now I'm putting my draft to digital link somebody wants to go ahead and pre-order the ebook they can but my thought process is to have the print copy placed as well so that way people can choose between print or ebook um, so we'll see how this all goes I'm waiting for my cover designer to get back with me about the, the style change I needed for the book so I just you know I just want to tell you about all of my mistakes to let you know that late last night my um, my husband had to run to Walmart so when when he and my stepdaughter when they left the house I had the downstairs to myself and I was like I'm gonna make a YouTube video because I want to show people what I learned so that way it can help them maybe not have these kind of little pitfalls they were very simple ones but they can cause people to have you know stress about publishing because you do want it right you want it to be in the best shape you don't want to get rejection letters um, so I'm, I made the YouTube video and I had not received any confirmation from draft to digital while I was making the video and people were messaging me while I was making the videos I constantly was getting dings on my phone for my emails 
and they were great emails. They were encouraging emails, and I was, um, I was kind of glancing over. I had to quit one video because the alarm went off in the house, um, and then I had to start it again. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put my phone away. It's gonna be fine. You know, let's just make this video. Um, when I finished the video, and I was on the metadata page, you see how I can use that in a sentence now, and I was typing in the the descriptions and um, the keywords and the tags and everything for um, YouTube, I'd cut my phone back on and I looked, and it said, your book is now live on Draft Digital, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it must have worked, and it said, pre-order now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did something right. Wonder which place has picked me up. And so when I clicked on it, it was wonderful to see because I have now Apple that I've never had a book on the Apple books before. I had Kobo and those two links worked. And then I started seeing these little arrows popping up where it showed publishing and there was a live updates. It said, look at live updates. And it shows the time when Draft2Digital put it up to the different companies for review. Um, I really like that. So I'm feeling confident that what I submitted passed through their initial okay. Now I've got to have time to go back in and make sure that the digital copy looks right in the formatting style of the corner decoration that I used. So I do have time to play around still with my formatting, but the point is you've got to have your book up there. And I will say, put it in the best possible shape that you can in case when you get closer to those deadlines where you've got like 10 days before your publication date and then you you cannot resubmit a manuscript um, go ahead and um, make it the best that you can but I'm going to continue to go through the book because on the Kobo site, when I was looking at the free preview, I saw where my name shifted to another page, even though I had a page break there. So remember when I said I had to add my name? I didn't go back in and do the preview because I figured, hey, I'm just adding a line. I'm adding my name. Well, somehow it shifted and it made a new page that just said Jen Lowry at the top on the ebook, which you guys know that would look ridiculous. So it's like little piddle paddle things like that. But I have time. Once I get it up, once I get the manuscript up, they're not getting the book until September the 13th. So I can, you know, talk to people about the pre-order. I can tell them about it. And they can know that I'm still like working on the style piece. I believe that my manuscript, my story, my husband read it. Um, he said, do not, you know, change a word. Do not go through because we went through so many edits on the book. We did five rounds of like hardcore and it wasn't even fight camp training for the edits. It was actually championship rounds of the edits and I feel very confident about the content piece. It's the best that I've done so far in my writing career and I'm not saying that it's perfect but it is the best product that I have produced on my own. Um, 
and I'm very proud of it. But, you know, knowing that the content is there doesn't mean that I don't still want to go through and see if I can make the images look the best that they can because some of them looked a little stretched on the page and that was just how I was linking the, how I was fixing with the margins. And I played around with just one slide um, last night and I uh, saw a difference. So I went in and I said, okay, look at that margin. The margin is on six. And so if I have it on six, it doesn't make it look a little distorted. It pulls it back out on the page. And so like little things like that, I'm gonna continue to perfect or get it you know, in better shape. But I feel really good um, that I've done all of this. You've got to feel good about it when you go through things and you have mountains in front of you. Um, I was making a video yesterday and I did a podcast and somehow in my crazy life I did not upload it but there was a song that I was listening to my husband was um, playing a YouTube video about a, a cancer survivor story and the song the climb it's a really old song by Miley Cyrus and that song came on and I was like, oh, I forgot about that song. And I was like, I used to love that song when I, uh, when it first came out because I love the lyrics. And I was like, that's a lot of my author journey. That um, it is about the climb, you know, it's about what we're experiencing. Yesterday, I spoke with a public librarian and they order books and so I wanted their opinion and I told them that my screen said that I needed to adjust my library um, price to $15.99 and they were like yeah that's typical and I was like yeah but I wanted it $7.99 because if they see $7.99 on my book they might give it a try more than the $15.99 first author YA um, because I don't have my devotionals you know, up on, on there yet for me to go ahead and establish those in the library systems either. So this will be my first library system connection. And I wanted it to be at a lower, you know, at a lower rate. So that way maybe they could get two copies for overdrive and be able to have that on their options for eBooks for their readers. Um, instead of just paying the $15.99 for the one. And she was like, you're not in this for the money then, are you? And I'm like, well, the money would help. The money would be nice. <laughs> but I really want my book in the hands of as many people. And I, and I believe in the public library systems. Um, I love it. I know what it did for my life. And I know what it has done for the life of my children. And I want to continue to, to have access. I want people to have access to my books. So, when you're getting it through these frustrations, the reason why I'm telling you this story is that you need to find things that are motivating you, that are things that are, why are you doing these platforms to begin with? Why did you choose this platform than another platform? Um, and I've got a lot of reasons why I went draft the digital over Kindle Unlimited and over the Amazon platform. Um, and I wanted to try something new. But I also um, have a passion for accessibility and library systems. And I know that um, with this, I have the potential 
of also creating my audiobook with Faraway Place, Find Away Voices, or it, I think that's the name of it. I'm still having to learn that, so don't quote me on it. But when you go there to draft the digital, you can create your own audio. You just have to format. You just have to have the correct files. I've got to figure out how to do my files. And once I get those, um, I'm going to be uploading my own audiobook. And yes, I'm going to take Joanna Penn's from the Creative Pen. I listen to her video. I don't listen to the podcast. Um, same thing. I watch her videos. I, I can have her videos playing. Um, I like video platforms, but it still hurts. Still her podcast, the Creative Pen. Um, she talked about she, that she does her own books. She records her own. Um, and it's very personable to the reader. I want to do that. I talked with another librarian yesterday who loves audiobooks. And you see, when I'm talking to people, I'm really trying my best to, to feel out the thoughts that are going on in my head. Um, I'm looking for expert advice. I'm looking for opinions. Um, and I surround myself, you know, with the courage, you know, to ask these kind of big questions. So when I was talking to another librarian yesterday, I was asking specifically about audio, and they're like, you, you know, don't be shy. You, know, I love your voice. Do you let it be you? I actually would prefer listening to the Hartwell Chronicles if I knew you did it. And I'm like, I can do it. I, I know the voices. I know the sounds. And as cringy as it might be, I know that I've done read-alouds for 20 years with my students. I've 20 years experience in the classroom reading out loud. I'm a read-aloud person at homeschool. We read every other page. It's not that, you know, it would be something foreign to me. I just have to have the confidence and the equipment in order to do it. So you guys know that I always pray out loud about my needs. Um, and for the accessibility, I'm praying for a microphone and the equipment that I can turn my books into audio. And so that's my new prayer as I move forward this summer. It's for, it's for me to be gifted or blessed or donated this equipment because I know the Lord can do it because the Lord gave me my ISBN numbers. The Lord gave me my camera. You know, I, the, I look back at everything that the Lord has provided for me. The Lord gave me my lighting. And He's, you know, He's used other people to help me. <laughs> um, and I love that. Um, the Lord gave me my jewelry business. And so I'm going to continue to pray that the Lord continue to open those doors and to provide me with what I need. I'm starting to push Patreon now. I'm putting it on all my sites. Not that I'm pushing it, but at least I'm putting the link. We've got to do better, guys, at putting our links up there. So when you get your uh, links, especially like an affiliate link, my friend has an affiliate link to draft a digital so I clicked on it and gave her the credit for the Hartwell Chronicles for referring me. It's like a refer a friend program and now I have an affiliate link and I'm like I cannot be shy. I've got to put these things on my sites um, 
And I really like that other authors are going before me because I'm watching how they're doing their YouTube and how they've got long descriptions. I can do those. People can either look through them or not, but that's the way that if somebody finds my video, they're on my links. I've got to get better. So I added my affiliate link now for draft to digital And if you guys are thinking about draft to digital I would love it if you would use my affiliate link that I'm going to start putting in the descriptions because then that can help support me too. And then at the end of your session, you get an affiliate link and then you'll be able to use your refer friend. So I hope that you guys take all of my that what I call in mistakes today, one time, my learning opportunities, I'm changing that word, and take these learning opportunities and apply them to your work. All right, have a blessed one. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. And if you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect away right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading! So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and today I want to talk with you about fonts for your books. Alright, so I know we would love to get all fancy with our fonts. But I want to tell you that I spent a lot of time looking up free fonts, um, free for commercial use, or what I thought, <laughs> and I played around with the fonts, even in the text. So I would go in and, um, for example, when someone was writing in the journal, there would be a different font for someone who was writing a song, for someone who was speaking out of the transmitter, the case files, all of these different fonts. Well, when I went to upload my book today on Ingram Spark, it said that I needed to embed my fonts. So I watched a YouTube video on how do you even embed fonts, and you go to File, you go down to Options, you go into Save, and you'll see it it'll say if you just keep scrolling down it'll say embed fonts so i clicked on that i thought that i'd saved it correctly and i was still having problems so i went on to troubleshoot to figure out what i needed to do so i downloaded a pdf file reader in adobe because it says that if you download this file reader you will be able to tell whether or not um, the fonts that you have are embedded or not like it'll tell you which ones so it could be a simple font that um, 
or it could be a main font. I don't want to just go in and completely take out all of the style choices that I made without checking this document first and finding out which one is embedded and which ones are not able to be embedded. So I think a little bit of research on this beforehand would have saved me a lot of time. And there we go again with a mountain that I've got to figure out. And I've just got to, you know, continue to research and investigate. So there you have it. Think about your fonts. The serif font family is what I'm using because I was reading that the serif font is the best for print and for ease of reading. So I've got to figure out some additional serif font choices that I can just use that are in Microsoft that I can just pick on, you know, pick on what I've got there and use it and replace. Now, I don't know what's going to happen when I readjust my fonts and fix all of that. Then I'll have to go back in page by page to ensure that my PDF is going to look in the same way, that there's not a, a line that's, you know, out of order because I don't want like just a hanging line on another page just hanging out there so that is something that I will do I'll have to go in once I choose a font that is embedded I will go in and make sure that I'm not going to have any problems I've had problems with my cover design today my cover design also says that the fonts are not embedded. And when I went in to save, it was not allowing me to move forward with the cover. So there's another hang up as well. Um, this, this, tell, this is like my dissertation. And I, I'm telling you guys now, when I went through such a grueling doctorate program that was so stringent and protocols and following templates and formats and rubrics and you know it really conditioned me and I think that the setbacks every time I had a setback I would just say to myself you know there's another hoop that you've got to go through just get through this one hoop and I'm sure there's going to be another one waiting on the other side you know just jump through this hoop figure this one out and so that's what I did with drafted digital I figured out what was holding me back. Um, I had a list of issues that I've already talked with you guys about on uh, the podcast. And I made a YouTube video just kind of showing the steps and what you need to consider. So you can learn from my mistakes. But I also am doing the same thing with Ingram Spark. I'm running into more mountains. And those mountains are something called PPI. Uh, I guess it's like the pixel image uh, quality. So um, I don't know all of the tech for what that stands for. All I know is that my images, and I have 45 of them total in the book, they are not set at 300 ppi. So I went in, like a YouTube video showed me how to do, 
that when you insert an image, you get high quality, over 300 PPI images. Well, for some reason, that did not work. Um, they're not saving as that. So I've got to figure out, do I have to take out my images and put them back in again? Is that what I need to be doing? Um, the ebook readers, those uh, flags did not come up and the pictures actually look really good on the screen. So it's for the print quality that I'm really worried about anyway. And that's where I have the red flags on Ingram Spark. So I'm just very thankful that Ingram Spark does give you a red flag screen and it does not allow you to continue. You cannot go any further until you get your files to the level that you need to have them at. So I'm pretty much at a standstill. My deadline for Ingram Spark is actually June 13th. I want to have my book up and running on June 13th. That's why I always start things a little early because if I do run into hangups like this, then I can try my best to problem solve them and, and you know, contact customer support if I need to, um, gives me time. So that was what my deadline was for draft to digital And I'm well on my way uh, for meeting those goals for my ebook version. So, you know, setting goals and motivating yourself through problems, you know, that's the way that um, can help you push through and just remembering why, you know, why we're doing this to begin with because we're using our platforms to be able to preach the kingdom and to be able to reach other people for Jesus. So when you keep saying that yourself, no matter how tired you are, no matter if you fought through a migraine, no matter if you haven't had sleep or you're having all kinds of other things going on in your life, but you've still got this as a part of it, do not get discouraged and do not lose hope because the Lord is with you through all of this. So I wish you luck. Today, I'm going to be solely working on fonts and images. So that's my goal until I get it acceptable for Ingram Spark uploading. Um, and then I'll have a new template to work from. Remember, I told you guys that um, I'm building my templates for my print book and for my ebook. So once you get those templates, you know, approved. It's not all for just that one book. You can use those templates over and over for the you know plethora of books that you're going to be publishing in the future. All right. I wish you all the best, guys. Happy formatting.